Welcome to the Think and Learn Smarter experience. Here I will sit down with people from all walks of life and talk with them about experiences that have shaped them. Everyone learns from their own experiences, but the best learn from the experiences of others. Now, let's get into it. I used to play with the Galway Seniors and has actually won in All-Ireland in 2017. But in addition to this, he set up his own uh, business, What's the Score? Uh, Paul, thanks for coming on here today. I know you're flat out these days trying to sort out everything for the season coming up. Thanks very much. No problem at all. I'm only delighted to come on. And uh, thanks very much for having me. Uh-huh, yeah. And is there any plans for What's the Score in the summer? Have you anything added or what's, what's going to be different from last year? Yeah, so well, at the minute, it's um, with, with everything that's happening, we're doing a lot of internal work there. So for the clubs, we're just trying to make uh, things easier. We're just asking a few of the club PROs, what do they think of a few ideas that were running there and prototypes and stuff. So we're just getting ready for the year ahead. Um, we're talking to a few businesses as well, uh, just for partnerships and stuff. So uh, I thought when... At the, at the start of January, I'd be like, oh, this going I have nothing to do here for another few months because of uh, the lockdown and everything, but I've been, I've been nearly busier than ever. So, uh, yeah, just keeping busy with everything. And I'm also in college as well. So it's uh, balancing the two now at the minute. Yeah, geez, you're flat out in that place. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and how do you find doing that? Like, do you, like, we'll say, set aside a certain time to do college work and another time to do your business? Or is it kind of just an email comes in and away you go? Um, that good question. Um, let's say with my college now we have uh, Mondays. Let's say there's nothing on a Monday, so I just dedicate that strictly to work. So like uh, I'd be up at eight o'clock in the morning and just uh, just go straight into it, hit all the problems or whatever needs to be done, just hit it, hit it straight on. And then um, like the with college, then I would give it dedicated time. I like slot three hours and then three hours work. So even if it, you kind of have to cut out that that email if someone came in. So let's say if you email me just about whatever it may be about work, I'd have to park it because if you're juggling back and forth between college and work, you find yourself not doing anything at all because you're just juggling the whole time you can't do it so uh yeah just try and uh give a, a few hour slots to each one uh during the week then so yeah just keep trying to keep it tough <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and is that something that sounds like easy to do from the start or did you kind of learn how to do that like because when you're starting up the business you're working full time and then also trying to play a bit of hurling as well yeah um i at the start and for a good for a good while i was doing that kind of uh you know if someone rang and it'd be a half an hour on the phone and then i'd come back and maybe doing a bit of work or you know even if i was going off to train or something and someone's ringing and i'd be kind of rushing or whatever so it's something that you learn along the way and you just um like you, you can't read these things out of a textbook uh, you just have to to learn them um, in, in normal life. So um, yeah, you, you just you just learn these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you've asked this kind of been asked this kind of question before, good, but like the whole idea of starting the business itself, like what kind of led you to it? And I might just give a bit of background as well, like you know, uh, or actually it might be easier if you do it because you, you know the story far better than me anyway. <laughs> Uh, I think I know the story, you know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, what's the score? Um, I started out, uh, it's actually nearly two years now, so it was uh, the April 2019. So I got, the, I had the idea for a long time as I was, uh, when I was in college in LIT, I was uh, working as a part-time in Mulholland Bookmakers. So there was a very popular GA pitch uh, just right across the road from us called Kenny Park. So all the top club senior football and hurling matches every weekend used to be on there. So obviously punters would come in on a weekend, a Saturday, and they'd back a few horse, whatever, and they'd do a few um, accumulators on the local GEA. And that GEA could be another club game in Tipperary or another club game in Dublin or whatever. So they come back in after watching the match in the GA pitch and they come in and they give me the slip and they're like, okay, uh, Crowler after winning there by 10 points, come on, pay me out. And I'd be like, our machine like just wouldn't have any live feed or anything. So there's no, there's no kind of um, live uh, score app or web or live score website for this. So I had the idea for a long time. And then uh, in 2018, then, 
we were waiting on a result between my Cullen and Milltown and uh, me and my, my other friend were sitting in a car in our local village here in Monavay and uh, we're going through Facebook, uh, Twitter and uh, the radio just had a live uh, Connacht game between Connacht and Z- Zebra so uh, that was kind of the moment then I kind of said I- I'm I'm going for this so I uh, went uh, uh, inquired um, with a few agencies in Galway and just eventually sat down with uh, I just picked one that I liked and got on well they loved the idea and it just kept going I kept meet- meeting them every week after work I was working in the Ulster Bank at the time and uh, after five o'clock, I'd meet them for an hour or two and uh, just kept developing the idea, source funding, and then just released it in 2019. So what's the score after going, telling the whole backstory, uh, what's the score is a live score, uh, is a real-time live score media platform. So it's a, a clickable, easy solution for the club PRO. So instead of them like um, typing up the, all the results or all the, the text of a match, which we found in our research that their, their head would be down for the whole time and won't be able to watch the match. So with our uh, pitch side uh, application, all they have to do is just click two or three buttons and it uploads instantly to the What's the Score app. And then the What's the Score app is for all the GA supporters and fans, maybe worldwide or uh, just can't coast the match. They'll just log in and uh, they can follow the game second by second like no other platform. So um, in a long in a long way, that's that's how, that's how it works. And I'm sure you've got a like It seems like such a simple idea, but like no one had done it and it's very well needed. And I was just thinking there, and I don't know if you've ever thought about yourself, but like when you were working in the bookies, you'd have been used to that, like, that kind of scene have you ever thought of like marrying the two where like at some stage down the line where you have like a ridiculous amount of clubs signed up and you have like all the stats and data would you ever consider like setting up kind of like a bucky side of it uh, yes i did at the start but um from what, what i learned and it's 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 probably right that the ga club ga and the bookies and everything that goes on is probably not um it's probably not a good thing to kind of promote that you're promoting kind of uh, not now gambling is fine like whatever lads can bet whatever they want but some, sometimes people can take it oh, too much and then there could be even lads playing that could have a couple of you know a euro on themselves and it's stressing them out and stuff like that so um, it's, it, it is something that you know like we could do but um, it would have to be done in a right and ethical way because I wouldn't want to it wouldn't want to damage the the club GA scene or, or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I was just thinking that there's not many people in a unique situation where, like, you know, you're playing for Galway yourself, but you're also in the bookies, and it's kind of you kind of get to see both sides. Where like the supporters are there hoping for something to happen, but you want like they always talk about will say uh, like not thinking about what the supporters are thinking about when you're playing yourself, but uh, working in the bookies is kind of your job nearly. So I was wondering, it's kind of a strange like combination. Yeah, well, I wasn't really with Galway when I was in the bookies. I was kind of was when I left college, and uh, I wasn't there really at the time. But uh, when I was there, probably when I was um, well, I was in the under in, in the under twenty one panel, but I wasn't uh, wasn't featuring or anything. But uh, they come in and they were like, "Are you playing now? And how's how's training going? Uh, do you think you'll win any injuries? Do you know?" So uh, they'd always be asking them kind of questions in case. Uh, do you know, if there's a big player that's injured, they, they might back the other team, like, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't there when, when I was with the seniors, I wasn't uh, working there, so, yeah. <clears throat> and did you ever come across any, like, ridiculous bets that came in, or just, like, a fellow was trying to put a, I don't know, trying to put a tenner in a fellow to have three blocks in a game or something, was there any strange ones like that? There's a few strange ones, and one of the, I won't say the the amount now, but it was uh, it was a very strange one, and I'll always I'll always remember it that uh, it the, it was the Kilkenny and Tipperary All Ireland final, and it was he backed over four goals to be scored in the match. And it was it was a very very nice price uh, that I can remember, but uh, I don't know which I can't remember the year now. Uh, maybe it was fourteen or fifteen. Uh, no, it couldn't have been. Maybe it was fourteen or sixteen. But uh, the the total was five, and it, it, he won a fair uh, amount of them. To be fair, but uh, it, it was something that is just kind of a strange one. Like you wouldn't. That's not a normal kind of a, a punt, let's say. So uh, he, he 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 must have got the stats or the calculations right anyway. So. Uh, 
yeah, that was probably one of the weirdest I've seen. Fair enough, yeah. 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 And you, you both playing with under 21s with Galway. Like, how did you find, like, you know, that kind of experience? Because you would have been in college at the same time as well. Um, yeah, um, I suppose it just came out of, uh, we won a minor in 2011 and uh, just kind of, you know, all the minors really just kind of get a chance uh, with the under 21s. So, um, yeah, the, it, it was difficult enough because, um You'd be in college and you'd have to go down for training in Limerick to wherever Kenny Park and then back up again. Like, you know, um, you kind of want to enjoy your first year and second year in college you know, as much as you can. But uh, when you're with training the whole time, Tuesday and Thursday and Saturdays and Sundays, you know, um, you take a lot out of you. Especially, and like with training as well, I had to ask for a lot of time off in with the with Mulholland's at, at the weekend. So, um, but to be fair, they were very, they were very, uh, they, they knew the situation I was in. So uh, they were very helpful in that way. But um, yeah, you just kind of have to, it, it can, can be hard to juggle, but you just got to have a good kind of uh, team and good people around you to, to organise it. Yeah. And did, did you find that the lads who were standing out at under 14s and under 16s levels were still like the best players by under 21 or was it changing or what do you think? Um... That's a good question. Um, the uh, the most of them, I suppose. Uh, so like uh, like immigration now, kind of got like there was um, Joe we Jack Carr there on, uh, that was uh, big tall lad from Athen Ryan. He was on the teams all the way up, but then he went abroad. Like you know, and uh, Billy Lan as well. He was always on the on our teams from under 14, 16, uh, minor under twenty one, all the way up. And he, I think, is in Canada now. Like so, kind of. Most most players did uh, stay on. Like that's kind of that's probably down to Galway's development um, you know, program as well. Because they they if someone you know they'd like to keep on top of all the thirty or whatever sixty players, they have good development plans uh, you know, year on year. So they they keep uh, an eye on everyone. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think most players were, were kept going and. Uh, John, because it's, it's it's enjoyable and they get used to kind of that whole kind of oh I'm playing with Galway under fourteen and then they, they drive on to under sixteen and minor and then like so uh, yeah most most players did. And uh, was it strange because you were playing underage, the underage groups like under 14, 16s and minor as we were in secondary school, but then kind of when you're going to under twenty ones you'd be in college, so there'd be a lot more like with even other sports and other teams to be playing with and not other things to be doing. Did you find it hard to like stay on track or what was your kind of strategy or what you do? Yeah, well, like, you play every sport when you're young, kind of, from, you know, when you're 14 and 16, like, I was playing soccer and rugby here for my local clubs and football as well, um, and then towards 17, 18, then, when it's kind of the leaving cert time, you kind of have to pull back then, and uh, when you go to college, then, it's kind of, uh, you, you kind of only have to pick one or two sports at, at the max, so um, that can be very difficult to judge, um, definitely, yeah, so... Yeah, I feel, yeah, yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And uh, when you're down in Limerick itself, where you play, you got the chance to play Fitzgibbon. So, were you playing with many hurlers now from different counties that'd be standing out these days? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, Sir Farrell was a big influence there for for myself. But uh, there was a lot of top hurlers there that were playing. Um, like there's David Reedy there from Clare. Um. You had like Seamus Callan, my first year playing Seamus Callan and John O'Dwyer, Sean Collins from Clare, um, Paddy O'Brien uh, was the other wing back from Limerick. He was probably one of the best to play with. Um, then you had Paul Clean, uh, you, you had a lot of top with Tony Kelly, um, John, a lot of, a lot of players there, kind of, uh, I'm, I'm 28 now, so anyone that's kind of 28 there, that's kind of playing for Clare Limerick, they would probably have been, might have played with them, or, or probably against them, so, uh, yeah, there was a lot, of, a lot of good, like, they, they kept on top of their hurlers as well, now, they, LIT were very good in keeping, making sure that the, they got their academic side uh, correct as well as the the hurling side of it as well. So um, yeah, the, the, it was it was it was good uh, good times anyway for sure. Yeah, good times. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, do you enjoy the time in Limerick in general, or what, how did you find the whole college experience down there back then? Uh, yeah, first year, first year is always the best year when you go to college. You just it's it's totally new environment, and you're meeting. I I was living with a lad from Wexford, and then across the the 
kind of other side of the hall and there's two lads from Tipperary there so just like I'm still very close with them lads still like you know it's kind of friends that you'll have there for a long time and uh, like the hurling I, I would definitely say to anyone like try and play any sport there when you go to college for the first year because um, it's just a great kind of place to meet new people and uh, just to get to know people for and then you can socialize with them and stuff because I went down to LIT by myself to know anyone like you know and uh, you just kind of have to you know, get, get to know people and put yourself out there like you know and uh, yeah there'll be people there'll be friends there for life so uh, yeah definitely enjoyed uh, Limerick then obviously towards the kind of the latter years then you kind of have to knuckle down then when you get to third year and fourth year and all that so uh yeah yeah but you enjoyed yourself yeah. i did yeah maybe a bit too much sometimes yeah um i remember there was uh remember there was one match uh we were we were uh we were out the night before it was halloween and um a good few of us uh, i think I don't know how it happened anyway, but we had a lot of uh, nail, all our nails were coloured with like green and other maybe had purple. I don't know if the private joke was all the time, but uh, we went to the match anyway and uh, I was centre back and there was a lad uh, from Tipperary who was wing back and he was American Conor Lahan. And uh, he, 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 he was, he was like, we were all dying, like, you know, we were up till, uh, you know, whatever. And, uh, Paul Brown, the manager, he you know, he, he played for Limerick there. He only retired recently, but he he's he looked at three of us and all our nails were co- were coloured like and he's like, Where the what the hell were you at last, last night? And we're sure we had, we had nothing to say. We could he, we just we didn't say anything, we just said, Oh, it's a private joke and uh, he knew well what, what, what the crack was. But, uh, to, we didn't win the match anyway, we got well bit by UCC in the end. But uh, yeah. They're like they're kind of the memories that you'll uh, you'll you'll hold on to and you'll keep it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you're an intimidating looking centre back with purple nails in your ear and that kind of thing. <laughs> well, maybe intimidating, but once the ball was thrown in, he knew well that I wasn't able to to run after him. So I, I was he wasn't really intimidated after that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's funny those like all those like little things is kind of what you remember about college. You don't really remember the whole like the regular sort of lectures and whatnot. It's all like the little stuff. That's it. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I remember all the lectures' name, but I wouldn't remember what they were kind of saying in the lectures and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's really it's the friends. It's the it's well for me. It was uh, a lot of the matches were very uh, memorable. Um, you know, like the big thing was go the you know, lit, and then uh, out the back was the pitch. Like, and if you didn't have a lecture and there was a match on, you'd always go out and watch, even if it's uh, a ladies' match or whatever it may be, or if there's uh, even a soccer match there was an astroturf there that was recently built and you, there was a good kind of uh, good kind of a height that you can, can watch the match from the corner so that always used to be packed there so uh, any old match that was happening you'd always have a you'd always go down and have a watch but uh, yeah it's definitely they're the kind of things that you remember kind of the, the socialising with, with friends with your new friends that you've kind of never met and you're just getting to know and um yeah the the, the the hurling and the games from for me you know yeah. no i noticed that like talking to different ga lads as well like is you kind of with the same the same lads maybe under 14s up when you're at home but then when you go to college you have a bit of a chance to just like essentially you know not escape is the wrong word but completely change what you're doing you know exactly yeah it's it's completely different and uh yeah it's not uh, it's not that you become a different person you just kind of you, you can just let you like if you if you go a bit daft like it's not going to go back to maybe your brother or your your parents or something like that because you're you're a good bit away from home so um you can you can go a bit a, a tiny bit wilder not too not too much not too much mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're trying to getting back to kind of like the Galway scene like you managed to play with under 21s and then you broke onto the scene in 2015 for a bit and then of course 2017 was the main one how did you find that whole like setup, like going into the Galway senior place? Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely a new experience. So, kind of how it happened, I was playing Fitzgibbon there in 2015, and um, we, I was playing midfield there, and uh, just uh, we 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 lost the quarter final, I think, to UL in LIT, and. Uh, 
Anthony Cunningham just rang me a few days later and just said, um, Joe, I've been watching the Fitzgibbon. Would you like to come? Would you come in for a trial match there? So came down and the first time I went to college train, like uh, Joe, it, the, the game was on at six o'clock. So me being very unexperienced, rocked down at five to six, like, and no, no one in the dressing room. I was like, how is there no one in the dressing room here? And uh, like I was still full, of, I didn't, I wasn't talked out. No, I just walked in five to six, like just with normal clothes. And everyone, uh, I realised then everyone was out in the pitch and they were warming up and poking around. And I was like, "Geez, I, I don't know what I'm at here." So the physio came in. And he goes, "Will you come on? The match is about to start here." So um, that was kind of the realisation that, um, and I found out after like that, lads would turn up about forty-five minutes early to train, and you know, that's the dedication that you. Have. That you have to show, like you know, and obviously that showed themselves in seventeen. But uh, yeah, in two thousand fifteen, got called in and um, played that trial match and was kept there for the year. We got to the All Ireland final, but lost to Kilkenny. And um, that was a, it was, that was a, it was a great experience for the for for the first year. Um, sixteen, then um, and yeah, and then seventeen, we got the the year of the All Ireland, which was. Uh, an unbelievable experience there so uh, yeah like the training matches were ferocious um, that's probably you know all the hard training the hard there was an awful lot of hard running um, and physical like uh, short sided games and stuff like that so um, they, they all whatever you do on the training ground really comes out in the matches and, and that's what got us over the line Definitely. And just kind of go back to the very start where you're saying like the lads be there arriving 40-45 minutes early like after a few weeks in the action, you what you're meant to be doing. What sort of what sort of stuff would you be like? Would you be hitting the gym four times a week, or how much emphasis was there on recovery? Or like, would say like aside from the training itself, what were you kind of told to do to manage yourselves? Um. Yeah. So like. Oh, I came into a totally new environment there. Like, you know, under 21 was kind of like minor was, was, was grand. It was just, you know, like you're two nights a week. Then under 20, they kind of, it was a bit more, um, you know, you're two nights a week, but you should be two nights in the gym, whatever. So then when I went to the, the intercounty, like it's, it's full on, like, you know, um, it's really like, a prof- it is a professional setup. It, it, there's no two ways about it. Um, the, if you've any questions, like they look after you, they'll help you with whatever you want. If you've got a niggle or, uh, if you need like you know to go to some specialist about if you've got a knee problem or something like they will do their utmost to make sure that everyone is uh, on par so um the what's i'm after forgetting the question there now then <laughs> no worries it's like what are the kind of stuff away from the training pitch really like you know that you have to kind of do to keep yourself on top of things yeah so like there is the you've got the Tuesday night and you've got the Thursday night and then you've got the Saturday and Sunday. Now you could it's at least three nights training, like uh hurling training. Then you're at least two nights in the gym. So there usually be a collective gym and then individual. So the collective, like you be in pairs or you might be in threes and you do the gym session and the individual then you probably would just meet up with one of the teammates then and like they there was kind of two locations between Walsh's and uh, Lock George so you always kind of just went there and a few of the lads would be there as well so uh, you'd be driving each other on but if you really like uh, if you really want to make that extra push like the, the two days off for recovery you'd nearly want to try and get an extra hurling ball wall session maybe for 20 half an hour or maybe an extra gym session but like not as full on like you, you might do a bit of stretching and recovery and, and um, you know a bit of mobi- uh, mobility and all that kind of stuff so that's doing the, the them two days are nearly more important because everyone else does the five days but it's the two days if you really want to make your, your mark and try and get uh, get get up the pecking order they're kind of the days that you, you have to put in a bit of, bit of hard work as well uh, so yeah that's what I it's 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 pretty full on but you're kind of all in it together I know that people are saying oh sure they're training five six nights a week but it's it, you're, you've trained so hard and you've gone through the mill so much that you're really a collective and uh, it, it that's what really makes it enjoyable then when you get over the line Definitely. And uh, I remember hearing the story about you uh, rooming with Dahi Bark out in Cancun and him in the mornings getting up and doing the gym sessions and dragging your sorry face along with you. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that, that wasn't my idea. None of them mornings were my idea. 
And would there be many lads at that level will say like to a lot like Dahi Burke would have that level of professionalism where they like there's there's going above and beyond, but then there's like literally being a consummate professional. Would we, who else or would be many other lads at that level? Would you say? Uh, they they all were really to be honest. Uh, most lads now um, were like like when we were going there like you know the two manians Garrod Garrod uh, McInerney they they'd be up there as well uh, along with many others like the, that's only a few names like uh, they all were seriously professional and serious like um, you know like they wanted to stay on that team they wanted they didn't want to you know just and they're and they're obviously still on it now and we're what for four years later to talking about it like they they. They don't want one all they want to push on for another as many all Irelands that they can get in their kind of hurling span between whenever they maybe you know 33, 34, 35, when they might have to you know, they might be just can't go up any anymore. But uh, they were all like seriously professional and that was probably driven from the management because they were always asking for bigger standards. Um like John Mehall and Franny and Noel, they always asking the the team and they're always asking the jump the the subs and the extended panel to up the standard that like you know you're more you're you're as important as the lads that are actually playing the 15th so it was really a a big drive from the collective and uh yeah like yeah i didn't i wasn't really i didn't really want to get up uh, the mornings but uh it's it's the other lads that really drive you because if you don't get up then you kind of feel kind of half guilty and you're, you feel worthless that you didn't go so uh yeah, that's uh, that was kind of it. Yeah, no, yeah. the standards kind of set high and you kind of stick to it. Well, so you kind of touched on the A's versus B's training games that they'd be at a ferocious level. Was there any ones in particular? Was there any like matchups that you'd always be against in training that you kind of remember from back then? Um, not. It was always kind of uh, you'd be for me anyway, because I was going forward uh, most of the time, it was always Porrick, Mannion, Garrett, Mack. Um, Aiden Hart and uh, sure none of them were easy like they I'd say, I'd say when they when they saw the team sheet and they saw Paul I'm marking Paul Flaherty they were like lovely they, they were licking their lips but uh, anyone that I was marking was always uh, was always uh, uh, it was always hard so uh, but like it, that's what you want you don't want you don't want easy uh, matches and they, they don't uh, I try and push them as much as I could like you know and uh, it was like the the you know, the bees then were kind of we kind of had a nearly a settled fifteen because the A team were kind of you know, they might have a few in and out but uh, our B team we were nearly another kind of team in ourselves that we uh, you know, we we got on very well but there were always ferocious games uh, in Lock George or Kenny Park or wherever or Pier Stadium and um, they were just they were just uh, high quality games so uh, that's what really uh, drove it on I think. Yeah, and I know that the inter-county scene would be generally at a higher level to the club, but what areas of like the inter-county game do you think are at like a much different level? Like, is it the speed of it? Is it the athleticism, or what do you think is the main difference? Uh, uh the speed, definitely the speed of hurling. Like, John, comparing it to the club, there sometimes there's lads, there's lads there that John club and they they be standing up striking. There's none of that like in in, in G in the inter county, and uh, definitely the speed, the speed of hurling. Um, the speed, the the hits probably as well. You know, you get a, you know, the the lads there are training are in the gym at least two nights a week, if not maybe three to four. So when you get a, if they hit you square on, you know all about it, like you know, and you have you have to your core and your whole body has to be ready for it as well. So probably the hits as well um, uh, would be a bit more ferocious and a bit more um, uh, trying to think now. The speed, the tackling, um, the probably the fitness levels as well. Like it, when when I was you know, when I was playing them training games and I was wing forward, like you'd have to be sprinting uh, you know, all the way back to the half back line. All if the ball goes into the full forward line, you're all the way back in again, helping out. And uh, yeah, definitely in the club level, if the ball is hit into the full forward line, you're like, oh, they'll be grand up there, you know. Um, hopefully they'll win it, you know. So definitely, um, the, all them kind of things come into it. So. Uh, it's that, yeah, yeah, all them kind of the speed, the tackling, and probably the fitness, yeah. All right. And how, how did you find preparing for like the bigger games? Like, I know every game for God was big, but like the Leinster final, all our semi finals and finals, did you find it a, a different challenge mentally, or did you just prepare like the same way? 
well like i wasn't really uh, yeah i probably prepared uh, the same but like yeah it was the the lads now that uh were playing um and like that were coming on they like there was um oh they had there was a professionalist in like uh you know to to kind of train them to be calm and you know whatever they they needed but uh they they, they had to be mentally strong but it, it builds up after you know uh over time like it, it, because uh, if if it's your first game and you're going into a Leinster final, it can be daunting enough. But uh, you, you, you just the more games you play, the more experience that them lads got, and uh, some of them just used to thrive on the big day. You know, they, like it didn't phase them at all. The bigger, like if they've got to mark, um, you know, uh, Seamus Callan or uh, Bubbles Dwyer or um, John T.J. Reid, whoever it may be, some of the backs would just be like, yeah, don't care, just. Uh, let the game happen you know that's that's that was their mentality and uh for the forwards then their probably mentality is just trying to work hard for the team and try and score as much as possible and just be a big influence so um they they were all mentally strong but it comes over time it comes over time in matches uh, i think so yeah uh-huh. and what sort of things have you noticed that like in terms of culture that translate from like the actual galway setup into your own business and like you know trying to bring i don't know maybe camaraderie or like openness or honesty i'm not sure what what things you would have brought across yeah de- well it's definitely the like the the standards that like Galway were always as i was saying earlier on always driving the standard always had to be top quality no point kind of half doing something like we're either doing this full on or there's, there's no point doing it at all so that's kind of what i brought to the business side of things um job being uh just Raising, trying to raise whatever myself, trying to raise the application, trying to raise um, whatever aspect of the business, just trying to raise that to the highest um, of my ability. Um, what other factors? Uh, probably trying, like being as like as I said, like the, the goal I said was very professional, and trying to time manage myself here and be as professional as I can. Talking to customers, um, you know, talking to uh, advertisers or whoever it may be, even talking to if I'm going on a podcast, trying to be as professional as I can, um, and just being open and honest, and just being as uh, you know, just uh, being professional uh, as I can be. So that's kind of definitely that kind of side as well. Um, yeah, th- th- that's all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one thing that I noticed myself is that, like, we we'll say on a GA pitch or any sort of pitch, if you make a mistake, it's like very obvious immediately. But uh, I find that, like, you know, when you're doing this kind of thing here. You can be making plans and you can do all this kind of thing, but you might know for four months whether or not it's right or not. How do you mm-hmm. find, like, to say, if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to bring the business this direction, or I'll try this, or we'll, I don't know, employ this this company or this um, employee or something? How do you find, like, dealing with the uncertainty of whether or not that's going to work? And you have to think about, like, in four or five months' time. You know what I mean? I don't know if I phrased that well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to answer it now the best. So it, it I probably that's kind of you're talking about kind of uh, future planning and maybe it, it kind of problems and issues. If I was saying and, and to anyone about problems and issues, just go straight at it. Don't avoid it because um, you know, at the start, I was kind of like you'd leave the kind of oh that's the hard side of the business there. I'll just leave that on, on the side there maybe for for like if I have to maybe think about employing someone in four or five months or my future planning or my business plan or whatever, and I'd leave it on the shelf there. That shelf is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You want to attack the shelf, make sure that it, it, it's as small as possible. So what I would say is that like and that probably comes to you know not worrying going to the hurl and then like next ball. You always hear the term like next ball next ball so like even if you do forget even if you have a problem or you do miss that that ball you just forget about it and move on because you can't be dwell dwelling on on all things so like if something happened in business last week and you're like geez i'm so upset that uh, that employee isn't going to be with us or that customer that club didn't get on board what's the score you know just forget about it just yeah you have to move on and you, you just kind of, kind of keep going so that's kind of that would that probably be another uh, piece of advice that I kind of brought in from the GA is that if you know whatever issue is just attack it as much as you can and if, if you miss it just keep going keep going keep knocking so that's and were there any difficulties that you didn't see coming along um that like you, you know when you're looking in advance be like oh I didn't see I, I don't know maybe a website crashed or something along those lines 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 loads. Um, yeah, like the uh, big thing was, um, and we're we're still trying to like come up with solutions and stuff like that. Um, is the internet connection, let's say for G, for the PRO or the, the GEA club, like so. If we're let's say in uh, Abinakmoy there, but you know, sometimes the the internet mightn't be great because their pitches. Uh, is up high and stuff and it's kind of rural there so like that's something that i didn't foresee and i was like gee mac it's, it's a hard one and we're still working on kind of uh ways around it and we're trying to think of like maybe have a, a reboot button there uh you know for a better internet or just even give them like um some sort of internet boost or something like that so that is something that i didn't foresee and definitely yeah the, there was crashes there last year but like it's that's just from, and it's got to do with the tech side of things there. It's just got to do with auto scale and uh, just having a backup kind of machine there ready, which I didn't foresee uh, at all, like, you know, so, um, and when, when it did go down, I was like, lads, what's going on? And they're like, this, this happens all the time. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry about it. But uh, you, you just learn these things as you go along. And uh, as I said, you, you write down the problem and you just make sure that that doesn't happen, keep happening, because if it does, you're not going to keep your customers and you're not going to keep your your clubs, in my instance. If it's like, you know, if it's, uh, whatever, if it's uh, just a local shop there and if, uh, you know, if the food keeps going off because the, you know, the, the heater isn't on or whatever is not working, um, they, they won't come back. They'll just go somewhere else. So, uh, yeah, just got to fix the problem uh, as fast as you can. Yeah, you'll be hoping that Elon Musk gets those satellites up sometime soon. I will, yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, he seems to be doing well for himself at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I see how that like West Kerry is like one of the places he's trialing them in as well. So could be, yeah, he might be able to get, be able to get some games from I don't know, Sneen or somewhere down there. Uh, like. yeah, yeah, the, the Peninsula Island, there might be a, as well, the, the, the Paddy O'Shea tournament is down there, some uh, down that direction there, yeah. So, uh, I remember there was a, a lad trying to, he was asking me to go down and we were going to do the whole tournament, but through one thing or another, it just didn't go ahead. But um, yeah, like it, uh, I seen that, all right. Uh, hopefully, uh, the, 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 the big talk then about the, the broadband rollout here in this country and all that, which are, it's hard to know, it's hard to believe what's, it's hard to believe what's going on sometimes. Definitely, yeah. And uh, what sort of way do you see this business growing? Because I remember earlier you touched on that you played rugby and soccer earlier on. So would you like to get into that field as well, like club games in there, or what's what's the plan? Yeah, um, like uh, the, the the vision and the, the the what we want to do is to what's the score to be the home um, of rural and uh, rural and local Irish sports. So if there's any local whatever match it is, at the everyone in their head just knows right. I'm going to what's the score is the number one default place to get this information. So. At the minute, is obviously with my background and everything. It's it's just GA, and I don't want to like we. As I said, we've all the plans in place there for the other sports, but we don't want to jump ship to uh, soccer and rugby if we don't have the GA kind of nailed. And um, we have uh, a lot of testing done as well. We're actually like because the more we learn here in this, we can bring it on to the other sports so that we can we we're not making the same uh, issues. So. Um, We'd love, obviously, to go into the rugby, to the to the, um, the rugby and the soccer, and then you've there's like basketball in Ireland is getting really big. We're even looking at hockey there. There's a good few teams around Ireland um, that are, that are very uh, into that as well. And there's other sports that we want to look at, but uh, we're just concentrating on the GEA now because there's no point, kind of, as I said earlier on in the podcast, there's no point half doing something you either so i want to get this ga kind of fully understood have it well nailed and then move uh, branch into the others uh, because it'll just be easier because the more issues we find with this kind of with the ga side of it we can we can make sure that we don't make them problems in the other sports then going down the line yeah that makes sense and did you say when you set up the business or when you decided to go in first uh, like did you how long did you stay in your old business in your old company beforehand or did you go straight into working for what's the score uh i went straight into uh what's the score um i, I was in the, i was uh, i was in the ulster bank there and um you know, just before i i launched i just left because I, as i said i just wanted to give it a 
I want to do it either go full out and okay. full on or else uh, don't do it at all. So I went full full out for it and uh, it's just, it's been a, an unreal, it's been a, a rocky road, but it's been an unbelievable experience. Um, it's something that it's, it's very hard for someone to talk about. It's, it's some, some lads can say, oh, geez, I'd love to do this and that, but it's another thing to actually go ahead and do it. So, um, yeah, I just went, I just went uh, straight into it, uh, gave it my full all, and uh, still going nearly two years, two years down the line. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay going as long as we can. Yeah. And were there any milestones along the way that kind of meant more than you than like you might, the people from the outside mightn't see? Like, was it when you got the website working for the first time or was there any like small little thing that just, you know, really did work out? Um, it's just, uh, just as long, uh, what makes me smile, like, you know, and uh, is, uh, what makes me glad is that um, just when, when, when it's working and I, I, there's good feedback coming back from, you can see it on uh, Twitter or you might get a personal message. Like, uh, there was, a, uh, I remember I was talking to a lad there recently enough and uh, he, he was, I was actually getting hurls and he just said like, you know, in, in I was in, uh, my, myself and my brother out on the beach in uh, Spain and uh, we we followed the Cylon match and we were like, we couldn't believe like this is one of the best things since, since he, this is a quote since sliced bread. He said, no, that, that's not what I'm saying, but uh, that's what he said. But, uh, you know, it, that's, that's just kind of dim kind of things. That's kind of, it's not really a milestone, but it's just the dim things are what drives me on and keeps me going. Like, and uh, I remember there was another lad there because I was uh, played in Boston before and uh, he's kind of a, a he lives over there like and he was just saying like you know he, he gets to follow the whole lot there uh in the application he just said like keep going keep driving it's it's it's, it's there's nothing like it out, out there at the minute so just keep just keep the head down and keep going so they're the kind of the not really milestones but they're the kind of things that uh keep me going and all that um they're nearly as good as milestones really that that's what yeah. I think it is, like. it's like the human side but like when you're there in the background doing all the work you know you don't have as mean and anything and then you just hear a story of someone out in saipan or something like you know Following yeah. along to Moy V versus Portumna or some, some random game back in the nowhere in Norway. Yeah, like my brother was, uh, he was gone there to New Zealand last year and he was just saying, like, you know, uh, he'd wake up with some ridiculous matches on there because it'd be normal time back here. And he just said, like, John, it's just, it's just uh, fantastic. He, he, got to, he got to keep up to date with all our games there and um, we played last year. So, yeah. Good to hear. But like, as, you, as, you, as you said there, I wouldn't know. Like, I have no idea. Like, all I see is that they've downloaded it, but I don't know their how their their joy or where they're kind of signing in from or what's their background story. Like, are they in a pub? Are they in a beach? Are they, you know, God knows where they are. Like, you know, so. No, I can definitely read as well because, like, for for myself, for my business and the signups, like, it's just we'll say a user or something comes up, but like, you've no, it's kind of hard. You're gonna have to re- try and remember that that's like, you know, like a person, and they're probably going through a lot of stuff as well. Or like yourself, they, they could be out in Portugal trying to fig- trying to get like shitty internet connection, trying to find out what's going on at home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just don't know. Like they, they could be anywhere. They could be, you know, uh, like I, I actually remember there was a, a lad. He was in hospital there, and he just said, like, you know, it was great because uh, he was kind of he was lying down in bed, like, you know, but he, he could keep he could keep up, like, you know, but he probably wasn't in uh, the best health, like that he was at the time. But uh, thank God he, he he's out now, like. But he was saying, like, John, he was he was lying down, like, and. He, you know, the TV in the hospital it only has so many channels so I just said like it's great uh, to keep up to date with everything absolutely and did you have any like support systems in place with yourself like did you have any outside backing or did you have any help from like maybe the GPA or someone I'm not sure yeah so as, uh, at the start I, I sourced funding there and then uh, I broke into the new frontiers in uh, LIT well it was beside LIT it's called the Heritage Centre so there was you had to do a course there for six months and uh, there was 15,000 in it so that was a massive uh, help to uh, my business then uh, the, the uh, Along with that, then the GPA, as you mentioned there, they are a fantastic uh, resource. And for any GA player that has uh, listened to this or that have played like inter-county or whatever, maybe minor on 21 or whatever age group, definitely just drop the GPA an email and just see if, if you can get at them because they're a fantastic resource. And they really helped me out there with uh, a lot of stuff with the accountant and uh, just with advice and with connections and everything else like that. Um, so they, they were fantastic. 
fantastic as well. So they were kind of the the resources um, that helped me uh, along along the way. Yeah, GPA is very useful. That's like the people are trying to sell it. If you know what I mean, like the people uh, around the country, like the GPA members in every single club nearly in the country. Yeah, that's it. And I remember I did a podcast there with uh, Kieran Sweeney. He's the head of communications there. I think he used to work with TG TV three or one of them. But uh, yeah, they, they were uh, they they just knew like they got they got my business. They 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 understood like you know sometimes I'd be talking to someone and they'd be like. I don't understand what you're doing, like you know. But uh, if if you're talking to a GA person, that they, they they usually they understand what, what what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to bring into the world and make it make make the GA kind of uh, make it easier for the GA community to to, to understand. So uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember like two or three years ago, I was watching a game. I think it was Pierce's versus Clan in in Roskilde Hyde, and one of the last standing beside me had like an ACA on and like seven different games around the country. And he was there, like, trying to find, because one of the clubs didn't have, like, um, a Twitter page. So he was raging because he didn't know how one of them was going. And yeah. the, other had, the other sticks had come in. So all he was doing was waiting on that one club to find out what the result was. And he was there for about 20 minutes. He was barely watching the game we were actually at, trying to find out if he got, like, 70 quid for the evening. And like, Surely there has to be an easier way for this poor fella to, like, actually know if he's a bit richer for the evening. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, well, you nearly came up with the idea before me, I'd say. <laughs> oh, well, as you said, as you said yourself, I'm the person who didn't act on it. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's it. Like you know, it was kind of, it's 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 probably been a problem or an issue for a long time. You know, it's just uh, hopefully, like you know, I'm only hitting the tip of the iceberg. You know, uh, at the minute, like, like we over 250 clubs used it last year, including like ladies and. Uh, Camogie teams, but like there's there's 2,300 GA clubs, there's a thousand um, ladies football, and there's 500 Camogie, so that's nearly over 4,000 there. So I'm only hitting the tip of the iceberg. Hopefully, uh, I can grow and improve, and people understand what I'm trying to do. But uh, John, it, it probably is an issue that is kind of uh, nationwide. Uh, in Ireland, so uh, hopefully uh, I can help them. Joe, you know, I'm I'm just trying to help them. Like Joe, you know, I'm not here to Joe. You know, I don't want a Rolex or whatever it may be. Like Joe, you know, I just want to just want to help the GA community. Just like that lad now in the hide. Just help the likes of him. Make sure that whatever games he wants to he wants to follow or whatever uh, is on what's the score. Joe, you know, that's that's the aim. That's the vision. That's what we want to. That's what we want to achieve. Uh, no, I've had to the local things, and as I said, yeah. I said it here again. But like, it's such a simple idea, and there's so many like little like if you add up every single person who's ever wanted to know the score, like it'd be so much handier if they just had it in one place like that. Yeah, and uh, I want to ask you like, so currently you're doing so. You, if you go into what's the score, you can see the points. Uh, you can see the time they score out. Uh, they see like what what other stats would you like to bring into it, or what's like what's the kind of the the end goal. Yeah, see, the, well, oh, you can't see, but the, the, there's an awful amount of sheets of paper and um, whiteboards in this room with what we want to implement as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, with the with the time off, like with the lockdowns and everything, it's really given me a good chance. So we have kind of prototypes and stuff that we want to bring in, and it's just about implementing correctly. So just make sure we do a lot of testing on that. But like, there's, there's lots you can do. Um, like, obviously, streaming is getting very popular. Now, like you could maybe bring the stream in, into the application, you know, let's say if Pierce is playing uh, the clan there, you know, and if you're abroad, you can just log into the app and you know, maybe watch it on your phone. I, I know obviously the TV is, is obviously better and uh, you know, that it's, it could be a bit more watched, but it's it's something that we, we, we're looking at. We're obviously looking at then just more stats, more player kind of, you know, um, just summary of the game, uh, maybe a match report or Obviously, the radio LinkedIn, John, if Midwest or uh, if there's a Mayo, John Mayo Club game, Midwest, or if there's a Goy match, Goy Bay, you can just uh, press play and, and, and it'll play the, the live feed of the match. So there's plenty of ideas just to do it. It's just about how to implement it correctly and uh, and to make sure the games are actually on. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, totally. and, yeah, just waiting for the matches to come back, really, and try, try and implement them. So, uh, and, yeah. and, and I don't know how much you can give away, but if you had to pick like one or two things that you'd like to get for this year, 2021, because like it'd be it'd be tough to get the streaming, but I'd say that'd be pretty hard to do for a few months' time. But like, what would be like one or two things you'd love to add if you can? Uh, it's 
probably definitely the the summary of the game and the team sheets. They'll be the top two. They're probably the top two on the on the list. So um, we were doing a bit. Of, sorry. We're doing a bit. Uh, it's, it's not COVID. It's not COVID. Uh, we're doing a bit of um, we're doing a bit of testing on the team sheets there at the minute. Uh, just exactly how it would populate and how it would populate the match instead of just populating in general uh, in the back end. So just doing a bit of testing on that, and then just a summary of the game. So if you got you know five points in a match, if I got one one, um, if you know some like got a yellow card, kind of all of that kind of summarizes into one. So uh, just looking at that. So there's kind of the definitely two things. And I, there's probably lads out there that be listening to this and they be like, why don't you put X? Why don't you put Y into a genie max? Yeah. So, uh, everyone, everyone has their own uh, kind of um, what they'd lo- love to put in. And you know, I, I'm open to all options. But uh, yeah, they'd probably be the, the top two. At the moment. Yeah. yeah, it's funny you say that. Like the lad in the background thing, put in the X, put in Y. Because uh, two years ago, I did my ACL. So... I took a bit of time and actually did like a referees thing so I could go like jogging around the pitch right refereeing under 16s games and just mm-hmm. thinking like the way you're doing the summary of the game like I'm sure there could be a feature where like the referee support is essentially that like there's nothing much to it so like you yeah. can nearly have the referee's job for after the game done for him if you had that like sort of summary ready to go and like I yeah. could see that just being like another thing they could fact check stuff for like I don't know if I have to do a sighting committee or something they could literally have well and what's the score in the 42nd minute this happens sort of way it'd be like another like a, a bit of a law yeah um well like yeah there's uh there's, there's pros and cons to it because the referee could be like well this didn't happen and uh you know, it could be on his referee's board and he'd be like i i don't like what's the score of you john two two fingers to that like you know so uh um it, there's pros and cons to it but uh yeah like i, I do anything to, to team up with the ga there's no there's no issue there but uh like there, there was one game there uh, last year, I, mean, I won't say the teams now or whatever, but uh, the referee, it was 1-6 to 6 at half time, but the referee had a 1-7 to 5. And your man, uh, the PRO was doing what's the score, and he was like, team, I don't, how, is, how does the referee have 1-7 to 5? Like, I definitely didn't get it wrong, like, you know. And uh, so they, they reckon, like, you know, the referee... Instead of putting one point one side, he he put it on the other by mistake. So the game actually ended up in in a draw. Your man had it uh, as a draw at the end of the match, and the referee had it that the other team won by two points because there was a one point swing. John his book, and there was awful uproar after it. And then they wanted me to write a report in because my to to verify my system, like you know, but like. I wasn't at the match, you know, so I could I could I couldn't really talk like you know, but uh, it, it was just a that's the referee. I don't think would, was a didn't I wouldn't say it was a, a favorite of what's the score that time. So uh, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, maybe even further down the line, like again, I'm sure you thought he's already, but like if the referee had his own little thing, because if you take it on the notebook, but if you had his like iPhone out or something and tipped it on as well, like ah, look, and I'm sure you think of all these ideas yourself. Like there's no point in me talking about it. Yeah, well, like technology is growing the whole time, so like there's the like the GEA could be they could bring out something in the morning like that system, like you know, you never know. So um, and like it'd be, it would actually be interesting to hear referees kind of uh, uh, you know, that they, they might want um, you know, maybe a, a smart touch or something like that that makes it easier, and we'd be able to implement it for them. So uh. Yeah, that's a, it's a, that's probably a topic for another day. We could have another yeah. podcast totally on that. Exactly. It's funny because just talking to here, like, because the BJM and myself, and like, there's so many little avenues. There's so many rabbit holes you go down. Like, how do you know what to prioritize? Like, how do you? Because I keep thinking, I'm going on tangents here now, just talking to you. Like, how do you like focus on what you need to bring to the customer? Um, that's exactly it there. What you just said. What what do you want to bring to the customer? The number one thing is, John, as you said there, there was your man had whatever he was in the high there, and he couldn't find different thing. Number one, make sure the score uh, is as reliable and as, as as accurate as it can. That's make that's number one for the club PRO. Just make it as simple as possible. Trying to make the system system a simple, flickable solution. So and uh, we feel like we 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 kind of have that. But like the more features that we want to put in, that requires an extra click. When you say when a user is like, oh, why don't they have why don't they have the summary of the game now? Why don't they have the team sheets now? That's an extra job for someone else. Like and you want. 
But the number one thing is to make sure that it, the app is called What's the Score. Make sure the score is there anyway. That's number one. So you just got to, you've got to make sure there's a happy medium between the, the club PRO and the customer. So both are happy there. And uh, like we're, we're trying to give, um, we're trying to give uh, more kind of uh, real benefits to the GA club uh, at the minute. So like I, I was, I partnered up with uh, DB uh, Gloves there recently enough. So any club that uh, registers for uh, like, I haven't, obviously there's no games I know at the minute with lockdown and everything, but when things go back, um, we have like DB Gloves have agreed that every club, every football club that registers with what's the score, they can get, uh, if they buy 20 gloves, they'll get a 15% discount. And if they buy 30 gloves, they'll get a 20% discount. So it's just kind of, and we're trying to do, uh, we did uh, we did uh, another incentive with Noggin Sport last year where if they uh, if the club bought more than 20 beanie hats, they got a 10% uh, discount as well. So they're the kind of things that we want to really just give uh, the GA club, give the GA community uh, more job benefits. And, uh, John, we're, we're, we're on your side, John. We, we want to get the score. We, want, uh, we don't want the club PRO to be, we don't want to make their job like really, really heavy. We just want to make it as easy as possible. So it's all about making sure the customers and the clubs are happy. And so that's like, you know, it, there's no point putting a, a heap of features and making it very, very complicated and a lot, a lot of work. So we're just doing it in stages at the minute. Yeah. And to keep the whole thing going, you're thinking yourself. And is it like advertising? Is that how it works? Or what would you be doing to keep it going? Yeah, so we were doing, um, let's say the clubs were doing a, a, we had a paywall at the start of, um, of, the 20, of 2020. So, but then obviously the lockdown came in. So then we went to an advertising model then because like when the GA uh, came back in 2020, like a lot of them had been without their membership, without their lotto between uh, March to nearly, was it July or August? Like there were six months without their membership and they had to pay, you know, uh, their own, uh, I know our, our, we had a complex, you know, that you have to keep uh, uh, electricity and all the rest of it that goes with it. So we just said, we'll give it out for free and we're just gonna go with the advertising uh, model. And it really worked well. We got, John, uh, we've a dedicated, we. We're a very good partnership with Supermax. We had Noggin, we had uh, Martin Dolan uh, from Galway uh, sponsored the Galway Championship. We had uh, lots of local sponsors. So like that, if uh, you just take Paulie Pearson's, they've got a local shop there that they can um, just be associated with all the games that Paulie Pearson's play. So that's kind of the, the we and that kind of comes back into our vision as well of what we want to be the the, the source of local and rural um, jump, uh, Irish sport. So bringing that kind of local advertising into it, it, it really helps. Um, it really brings the culture that, that, that we're about. So um, yeah, that's kind of the, it, it's, 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 it's really, it's going well. Like, so uh, unfortunately there's no games on now to keep it going, but uh, yeah. that's, just, that's just the way it is. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the popular politics sort of thing where everyone pays a euro and they get it in, especially especially as you can do the local butchers because like some I don't know uh, like Terry's butchers from wherever could go and be could be advertising this product to someone who's like an expat out in New Zealand and then when they come home they might you know they might associate that uh, I know famous victory for the local club with Terry's butchers or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So there's that kind of local and rural kind of a connection there that that we that's what we really really want to 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 drive home. And if you had to like say one or two things for someone who'd be like trying to set up their own business or trying to even like balance like the GEA in their own normal job, what would you say for them? Um, yeah, like it, it is tough like that. There's no kind of, there's no, there's no magic potion. There's no, uh, there's no handbook. There's no manual. It, it depends what kind of business you're doing. Um, it, it's just, um, just, just try and uh, just try and get as many uh, as much help as you can. Like everyone, there's lo- there's loads of help out there. You just have to go and find it. And don't like uh, some people 
feel kind of stupid or they kind of feel embarrassed when they say, oh, geez, would you give me a hand with this or would you mind just give me, like, people will help like this. There's loads of help out there. Like, uh, so I would say try and source as much help and as much resources as you can. Even like, at, at, you know, if you're setting up your own business and you've played GA before, just drop a GPA an email. It's only an email. It's not going to, you're not going to be shot for it. Like, you know, so uh, that, that they're the kind of, um, yeah, they're the kind of things that I'd be telling. Uh, just there's loads of help and there's loads of resources out there. Just try and find it and jump. Uh, just enjoy it. Enjoy it as well because, like, you know, it is an experience. It, it can be very stressful at times, but you, you, you've got just try and enjoy it as, uh, as much as you can. It's, it's like the, there's lots of people that again will talk about doing something, but they won't actually. So it just you should take on the take on the challenge and uh, embrace it. And uh, yeah. Enjoy it. Yep. Thanks for again, Parker. I appreciate it a lot. And I know there isn't any football at Hurland on this weekend, so a bit more time than usual, but still, thanks a million for agreeing to do it. No problem at all. And best luck with your own business as well. And uh, I hope it's all going well. That's the end of another episode. I hope you've taken something away from this, and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, good luck.